Hello. Welcome to the Daily Cron for Thursday, January 24th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. Today, I thought I would continue with my series on iPhone concert photography uh, with a brief discussion about editing. So last time, we were talking about capturing photos with your iPhone. This time, I'm going to talk about what you do with those photos once you've captured them with some program that gives you a RAW file. Or you may have imported the RAW file from your DSLR or mirrorless camera onto your iPhone or iPad, and you want to do a little editing there. I do that semi-regularly as well, uh, because sometimes you just want to get a photo out on social media quickly, uh, and it's pretty easy to just use a little SD card adapter to put that file into your iPhone, and while you're sitting there taking a break or whatever, or after you're done shooting your subject, you can do a little edit. Because uh, often I'll be at like a show where there's a bunch of bands playing. I'm not shooting at all of them, so I'll have some downtime. And uh, I'll just, you know, grab one of these images and put it up there on social media so it's there while I'm at the event. And since I took it with a DSLR and like a proper lens and all, it can be of a higher quality than uh, you would otherwise see coming out of an event in real time. So that's why I do that. Uh, I also just like to experiment with how to edit stuff on touchscreen devices because I really think it's easier in a lot of ways. But that's a whole other discussion. For today, I'm just going to talk about you ha- how to do some editing if you have the file already on your iPhone, however you got it there. I'm assuming you're going to use a RAW file. Uh, most of the stuff can kind of work with uh, JPEG, but you're not going to have the same wiggle room to make adjustments. And depending on the application you're using, the tooling user interface may change a little bit. Now, so be wary of that. Uh, primarily, you're going to want to be taking photos in RAW format anyway, and then editing them afterwards. So why would you want to do that? Well, especially at a concert uh, scenario, the lighting is going to be all over the place. You're going to have a difficult time getting photos that look similar from shot to shot often because there's spotlights and colored lights and it's usually very dark or sometimes it'll be momentarily very bright. So you're going to be constantly making adjustments during the set and then afterwards you're going to need to correct them so that they kind of look similar or match whatever kind of you know, style you're going for. Because that's the other thing about photography. There's, it's an art. So uh, I'm going to describe a brief editing session, but I'm not prescribing anything. Uh, how you edit photos is often very subjective. And it depends not only on the circumstances of, you know, how, uh, of when you captured it and how you captured it, but what you're trying to do with it, what you're trying to bring, bring about from the photo. So I'm using Adobe Lightroom today, and Adobe Lightroom is uh, my primary application for editing. I also use it on my Mac, and you can gain access to it along with Photoshop for like 10 bucks a month. Um, I think you can use Lightroom Mobile without the subscription, but I'm not sure what features are, are enabled and, or disabled, so check it out. I'll also link to some other programs that I've used that have raw editing functionality in them, and you can just you know, try them out, see which one you like best, because I, I use a variety of them. I don't always use Lightroom. Depends on your workflow. Okay, so one more thing. In the links in the show notes today, there's a short YouTube video. I recorded a screencast of me doing the edits I'm about to describe so that you can watch. It's only two minutes long. I did very quick edits for this. Okay, so the photo in question today is the uh, f- photo that's the cover art. If you 
see cover art in your podcast player, you go to the webpage. And it's from a acoustic rock show at Broken Goblet Brewery in Bristol, PA, a couple weeks ago. A friend of the show, E. Joseph, was performing, along with some other great artists. And this is a photo of him uh, during his set where he's taking a, a moment to raise a glass and thank the other musicians for being there and Broken Goblet Brewery for you know hosting the event. Because uh, Ed is a really nice guy. And so I picked this photo because it's pretty it's pretty clean, so it's not especially difficult to, you know, to make edits for. So I could do a quick video of it, and you know, and uh, it's just mostly for demo purposes. It's not the most spectacular photo in the world or anything. Okay, so the first thing you're going to do besides get the file onto your phone is before you start editing. Uh, you're going to want to do something very important, which sometimes I have forgotten, and it really messes me up. You're going to want to go and turn off True Tone. And you can turn off True Tone by going into the uh, control center, and usually that's like pulling down from like the top right, I believe on iPhone like XS, like the one I'm using here. And then you you can kind of like push down on the brightness button, and then you'll see the button turn off. This is in the video itself. But you're going to want to do this because True Tone will change the white balance of the screen to match what the ambient light of your environment is. And if you're editing a photo, the first thing we're going to talk about is white balancing. And when you do that with True Tone on, you can often end up with really weird looking photos. So uh, in my experience, like a recent iPhone, for instance, has a, a very good screen on it. It's very well calibrated already. So if you turn off the white balance and then do some editing on it you'll get a pretty good um you'll get a pretty good edit out of it color wise so once you've you've turned that off and you go into your editing program in lightroom here the the first thing that i recommend you do before you even mess with exposure or anything is to go into the color area and adjust the white balance now in the demo here i got lucky and i just hit auto and that was satisfactory to me because in this particular photo, he had a lot of of white light on him already. It wasn't, it wasn't a weird color or anything. It was already pretty close to what I wanted anyway, but how, but you'll, you'll find times where your uh, exposures are going to be really weird color wise because maybe they got drenched in, in colored light or got really dark or there's a spotlight or something. And uh, you're going to have to make adjustments. But if you start with auto, sometimes that'll give you something. But you can also change the the sliders. Really what you're doing is you're adjusting the temp first. And then you can adjust the tint after that to kind of dial it in. But I can't tell you what what it is, what you necessarily want to do. There's also a little dropper tool that you'll see on the screen. And that little dropper tool, if you find some kind of like basically gray color on the screen or or like the like the neutral color for the scene, you can use that and it'll automatically set the white balance. That's not always possible. depends on the, on the scene, but you can use that too. And then you can adjust. But in generally, in general, you know, you can try auto, see what that looks like and then make adjustments. And if that's really bad, you can um, try the, try the dropper tool and then make some fine adjustments on temp and tint and see where we go. And then after I've done the color, and the reason I do this is because some of the other effects can kind of change the way the, image looks. I feel like you want to get the color first. Then I go 
and do the exposure. Now you can also, uh, you know, do the exposure first, I guess a little bit if it's really dark or something, but in general, do the color first is my, my workflow. And then I go and adjust the exposure. And in this case, the exposure is pretty, pretty good. I don't really need to do much with it. Uh, but if you find your photo is really dark, you can increase it, make it, you know, brighter or if it's too bright you can bring it down in general, when you're working with the exposure, I mean, the, the more you bump it up, the, that mean the more it's uh, going to introduce noise into the image because you you know it wasn't exposed properly to begin with. Um, but that's okay, especially for concert photography. Uh, don't worry too much about noise. Um, it's just going to happen, and it can be a nice aesthetic as well. But in this video, I do adjust the uh, noise a little bit at the end, so you can see how to do that if you want to play around with that. But you adjust the exposure. And again, a lot of this is really subjective, and this recording is not meant to tell you how to do anything. This is just a really quick edit that I did right before I recorded this podcast. I am almost certainly going to edit this photo again in Lightroom on my Mac, and it'll probably come out a little different. <clears throat> okay, so I do exposure. I uh, also kind of adjust the contrast. I like a lot of these concert photos to be more contrasty, so I do that. I bring down the highlights uh, because there's a spot on him. Brings out little details in the face. You know, I push the whites a little bit and and crush the blacks a bit, and that just adds more adds more contrast to it. And I, I like that effect, but that's just very subjective for me. You should play around with these controls and see what they do. It's really easy to do in Lightroom. And then once I have the light done, I, I go back to the color, and then I can use vibrance, which is you know like a smart way of increasing the the saturation and I mess with that and I bring down the saturation a little bit to compensate for maybe I went too far in the vi vibrance but you can mess around with that if you want to keep the photo in color you can also go to black and white and see what that looks like um then I do detail and I, I usually bump the clarity up for a lot of these photos not all the time but a lot of times and you know this gives more definition to things again it's more of a contrasty tool and then the uh there's a other option there which I'm not messing with but you can play around with them and then there's sharpening and the detail. And then I, I finish by doing a little bit of noise reduction. Uh, it's very subtle. And you want to be careful with noise reduction, whatever tool you're going to use, because it, it does tend to, it will reduce the detail and the sharpness of your image. And you can make it look really weird and flat uh, if you're in like overly smoothed out if you do too much of it. Uh, and then that's it. That's it for that video. I, I don't do a lot of editing. I, this particular photo is already pretty close to what. I wanted, and then I export it from Lightroom and, you know, upload it to my host for this podcast. So the basics to kind of review of editing a photo, you want to start with a raw file, ideally. You want to import it into whatever editor you have on your iPhone. You want to make sure that you turn off True Tone before you begin. You want to usually start with trying to get your white balance correct so you can see what your colors are. Uh, and then also, at that stage, you might want to... You you may or may not want to choose whether it's going to be black or white or not because um, adjusting the white balance and adjusting contrast and stuff in color versus black and white is going to be different. So I often will go black and white if something is really dark and I know that I have to bring it up a lot in or, and it's going to be really noisy. I can do black and white and sometimes save it. If it has a really obnoxious spotlight color on the person, sometimes you can go black and white and get, get that to, to work. But that's a little bit more of an advanced editing technique. But if you're assuming you're going to keep it in color, try to get the white balance uh, pretty good. You can always adjust these things as you go, but 
get the white balance, and then you make other adjustments to color and exposure and stuff. Um, and then when you adjust the exposure and the contrast and all that stuff, you'll just play around and see what kind of look you want to have for it. As I said, I like more contrasty looks. I like to crush the blacks, uh, you know, pull down the black a lot. Um, not everybody does that. It's just a particular style that I've developed that I like to do. And, you know, I, and I, I have reasons why I tend to do it that way. Um, but mostly just because I like it. But you can do it completely differently. And there's no problem with that. I know a lot of photographers and they have very different looks to the same kinds of photography to, you know, music photography or concert photography. And that's okay. That's the beauty of photography. It is an art form as much as it is like a technical, um, you know, at, you know, technical thing. It's, it's, there's a lot of subjectivity in it and if you're comfortable with that. It's really enjoyable. So don't let anybody tell you you're, you know, you're wrong. Um, you can go too far in, in things sometimes. Like if you do noise reduction too far, if you pump up the saturation too much. But again, I mean, if you're doing it intentionally, if that's what you want, you like that, then fine. It's all good. And, you know, the only person who can tell you that they don't like it is maybe a client, depending on the kind of situation you have. But if you're just doing it for yourself, don't worry about it. Don't mind the haters. Just uh, do it. Do what you like. And then put it out there and, uh, and you know, let the world see. But editing is one of those skills that I am not saying I am an expert in, but it's something that I have been consciously working on for a year and a half, two years. Like my editing started out very basic. I went a little too far in things like um, contrast. <laughs> and I really brought that back. I really pulled it back a bit as I've developed. And that's what you're going to find. You're going to find that as you uh, develop not only your shooting technique, but your editing technique, that you're going to look back on old photos and maybe cringe a little bit about like, wow. Uh, uh, but you're going to see yourself progress and you're going to see yourself progress very quickly at first. And then you're going to hit a plateau later. And so I don't want you to be discouraged when that happens. Um, and as I said, the most important thing is just to go in there and have fun. You know, use, uh, if you're just sticking with an iPhone for now, that's fine. Uh, try out some different apps to see what you like. Uh, for actually doing the shooting, get raw files from them, and then pick some different editing apps and try them out because a lot of them have really cool um, presets in them built in or presets you can create, like Lightroom, you can create presets or buy presets from people and put them in. Um, you can use a lot of like uh, built in filters to get different kinds of effects, you know, like Instagram, like, you know, but more advanced. So play around and see what you see what you like. Uh, and I guess that's it for today. I mean, editing is just something you kind of have to do. Uh, I do suggest you look at the video so that you know kind of what I was talking about, and you can see how the original image changes a little bit into the final image. This is not the most dramatic of changes, um, but uh, if it was a really dramatic, if it required a lot of dramatic editing, then I would have had to do a lot more stuff, and it would have been difficult to create a two-minute video about. So. Uh, that's it for today uh, for the Daily Cron. Uh, be sure to check out the links in the show notes for apps and the video. And if you have any tips or comments or questions about iPhone photography, concert photography, anything, software development, whatever, whatever the, the things I've talked about on this podcast, be sure to let me know. You can find me at uh, Twitter as S. Tolton, 
can find me. You can find uh, a contact form on the webpage at dailycronpodcast.com, which will you know you can send me an email. There's all kinds of links there in our uh, in on the website for contacting me. Um. Okay, that's it. So have a good evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, and I will see you next time. Slow, cause it's convenient Scars don't show up